0: Our This Week in XR podcast is sponsored by our friends at Zapper, the world's leading augmented reality platform and creative studio. With over 11 years of experience working with the world's biggest brands through Zapper Creative Studio. Zapper also has an award-winning web AR platform, Zapworks, that lets you create your own mobile AR magic. Finally, check out their Zap Box, the most affordable mixed reality headset on the planet. Start creating AR over at zap.works or talk to them about your next AR project at zapper.com. Good morning, everybody. I'm Charlie Fink here with This Week in XR with my partners in crime, Ted Chilowicz and Roni Abovitz. We are live from South by Southwest. I'm at the Fairmont where the interactive exhibition is being hurriedly put together by panicked artists. I've got with me Blake Camerdiner, the head programmer for South by Southwest, and he's going to. We're going to talk a little bit about what what's going to be going on here this week. But before we do, uh, let's uh, let's get to the news because there's some interesting stories today. Uh, aside from the excitement about the opening of South by Southwest, um, first of all, it, today is the day that Alt Space goes dark. Um, I remember the day that Alt Space went live, uh, and I remember the first event in Alt Space with. Um, Reggie Watts, the comedian. And uh, it was a complete fail. And everybody got kicked out of the room. And uh, instead, in the waiting room, we had this incredible vibe <laughs> <and> conversation <laughs> without Reggie. But they they got their shit together, but they never had a business plan. And Microsoft kind of bailed them out when they couldn't get financing during VR winter. And they had no business plan either. Uh, they did a lot of good job for Alts. They did a good job with Altspace. But no business plan, things get tough. If you're not nailed to revenue, you're going overboard. And that's that's what happened. So it's a shame. They were pioneers. Uh, but with so much free competition, there really was no way for them to charge people and they had no other business queued up. So RIP Alt space VR. Charlie, um, do you think there's an analog to this in
1: traditional television or traditional media? Do you... Or or you know, or Ronnie or maybe Blake. <laughs> do do we think that there's a um that there's a touch point, like there's a learning mode that goes further back than just the VR sort of curve around companies? Ronnie, Ronnie shaking his
2: head. This is this is like a club going out of business and then a week later another club opens up, you know, like CBGBs and then something else pops open. So I feel like the idea behind All Space is not going to die, but that particular club had its moment. And I think it's it kind of feels like that, like clubs coming and going. Right. Uh, these VR, XR spaces will probably feel like that. You know, it's very hard to survive forever. Well, but- and
1: to your, to your point, VR chat has not died. I don't know if it's thriving, but it certainly got capital. And Rec Room seems to be thriving. Right. So, um, you know, different, different iterations of the same idea, but, but again, those are,
0: those are sites that have a more substantial business model, although I can't tell you what VR chats business model is, but <laughs> presumably it's what they've raised more money than all space could. So, uh, well, so, I mean, these guys were pioneers and I think that's, that's really what, uh, what everybody kind of feels nostalgic about, um, yeah. Even yeah. even though it, it's happening predictably, um, it's still you know there were some some really great work done by some good people in our community, and you you hate to see uh, something with uh, so many people who are passionate about it. It's a shame to see it go down, but you know it's a business. You know it's it's not you know people on the internet are getting used to paying for content, and XR is going to be the same way, because no one can do this for free forever. Well, I also think
1: it's a cautionary tale of things attempting to grow too fast as opposed to growing organically. Charlie, you and I have talked about this on the podcast off and on, right? That a company like Microsoft will take this on because of the fervor around a sector or a piece of this puzzle that they feel like they have to be involved in, but then their corporate acumen starts to apply to it, which actually doesn't make sense for (laughs) growing something organically. Um, And I I was thinking when you're talking about this, I was thinking about it through a lens of a a really interesting documentary I watched that was on CNN um, a couple of weeks ago called uh, the documentary about HQ trivia um, and just its meteoric rise. And it has some very, very tragic outcome, including one of the founders dying of of, of potential drug drug overdose. but, you know, it, it was a really good idea that should have just been left to cultivate organically and nicely, and instead it becomes this VC fervor and this investment monster and suddenly everybody thinks it's going to be worth a bajillion dollars overnight, and it just, it, you know, it implodes on itself. And, and these are things we see over and over again in our, in our business, right?
0: There's an old saying in Silicon Valley, you guys have probably heard it. The pioneers are the ones by the side of the trail with arrows in their backs. What you want to be is a settler saluting them as you go past (laughs) to found the first bank.
1: (laughs) Well, that is is the Apple thesis over and over again. Apple does not go first. Apple waits, learns, and goes when they're ready, right? Well, they used to go first, right, in the early days. I would only. Uh, I would argue that Apple has really, with very, very limited uh, um, exceptions, ever gone first in a sector. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they. It's really hard to say they built the first of this. Um, there was always someone before them. Um, Even like they, the they Apple One or the Mac.
0: They're great wait, about wait, getting the jump jumping in. They're they're great wait, about jumping the in. buzz
3: going though, right? They'll get the buzz going early, and then and then hold out while everybody's like Apple's doing this, and then they jump out, jump in, jump in, jump in, and and then and they'll just ride the buzz train for a while, you know, and then and then they'll come out.
0: <laughs> right. Pull your seat closer to
3: me.
1: Come on so in, Blake,
0: so can see you. So, <laughs> uh, what what else? Uh, Silicon Valley Bank. What the hell, Roni?
2: Look, it, it feels like 2008 real estate uh, a little bit.
0: Yeah. Mm. You know,
2: like uh, the the venture debt thing feels fuzzy and, and floppy and it was probably anticipatable, uh, but it's causing a ripple freak out. And I'm hearing about like startups that were banking their capital with them, Yes, which is like insane. Why I know, would you bank it with a really solid institution? Like, so that's the weird part. Like, what were those CFOs thinking? Don't don't do that.
0: Well, because so let me Silicon just say Valley in Bay, terms in terms of a wildfire, the Dow is up 109 points right now and the NASDAQ's up 30. So there hasn't been contagion yet, uh, the way there was yeah. with Lehman. So maybe we're going to dodge a bullet again.
1: But but in in my world and in a lot of people's worlds in our sector, Silicon Valley Bank built the illusion, built the illusion of stability, right? Like. Yes, we all know underpinnings. They're they're an investment bank. They're not a traditional banking instrument. But the the branding, their their engine, their marketing, and their their delivery of that messaging is Silicon Valley Bank felt like a bank. I mean, there's the word well, the, of the name, the name, right? You yes. know the name. Like
2: you felt if, if Silicon Valley meant something, the bank of Silicon Valley. So there's a bit of a branding problem for the whole valley now, which is yeah. like can't lose your branded bank. You know, going down the toilet. It's, Absolutely. It's,
0: Absolutely. So let's let's talk about one more news topic, and then, then we'll get to South by. Um, Pimax just raised $30 million, bringing their total haul to $69 million. Ted, am I wrong in thinking Pimax is a budget varjo? Uh,
1: well, I think it's a, good, it's a good way to describe it, right? Uh, it is high resolution. Um, they're using some economies of scale. They're raising money. It's not super exotic, but it's exotic-ish, right? I mean, for what Blake does, you know, the idea of being able to show super, super high res in an LBE environment is really, really interesting. Um, the, the 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 bigger question is, you know, what is the what, the right resolution for these kind of sectors? And you know, does certain industrial use use cases and things where you need ultra, ultra high res and um, an environment uh, matters? Right? I mean, it's, it's the same reason as we moving the, the resolution curve up early started with film with IMAX film, right? It's the same idea is like, I want the maximum amount of resolution on, on the display that I can get. And this is one of the companies that's doing that. Yeah.
0: They, well, it's interesting. They did a press day in LA for press and bloggers and influencer types. And so I, I saw that the, the thing they had that really interested me was this thing that was like a smartphone uh, that they call portal, which will run steam games. Mhm. And and uh you know it's 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 like a small Steam Deck. Um, yeah. so I, I think it's number 1 interesting that somebody is making another one of those small portable steam-based devices uh and doesn't necessarily have anything to do with VR uh just a really high resolution screen for playing games. So I, I mean mobile, mobile games are, you know, a 60 billion dollar business. Yeah, yeah, yeah money. so
3: Man.
0: So anyway, well, let's get to Blake. Blake, thank you so much for setting up this venue for us to do the podcast <laughs> here in, in uh, Austin. Uh, I I took the uh, the six a.m. flight out of Newark <laughs> to get here, uh, so um, I, I'm feeling just a little disoriented about my time zone and uh, and about the amount of sleep I'm going. Yeah, with. yeah. But uh, me too. Me I was good. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, we were building till late last night. Uh, we putting together the the XR Experience show right now um, downstairs from where we're at and upstairs, actually, as well as we have our panel session rooms going on. And then we build film theaters. Also, uh, the XR Experience is part of our film and TV festival.
0: And
1: so we help produce that as well. So,
0: so Blake's Blake's purview here is not exclusively XR.
1: Well, we are all excited. Roni, uh, I guess, will be remote, but Charlie and I will be there in person. I'm flying out tomorrow, and uh, excited to get you back
3: here, Ted. It's been too long, Roni. I'm I'm waiting. We need you back here, also. It's been. I believe you've you've been to South by right? It's just been a while, right? I I, uh, the last time I was at South by, uh, my band played South by. And that's where I started Magic Leap. So it's been a few years. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Well, we're 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 gonna get you back here again soon. I promise. <laughs> well, They've
1: they stuck me on a couple of uh, panels and a and a featured keynote talking about this whole trajectory, Charlie. That you and I and Roni are on. So that. Oh, would really? When
0: funny. is your when is your thing? I'll go. Uh, I uh <laughs> well, as you're talking i'll pull up my schedule so hold on I'll tell you. <laughs> I am, uh, the, the problem is i i was fortunate enough to be selected for the jury of the xr exhibition and so, yeah, so that means cool. that on saturday and sunday your time isn't really you are yeah.
3: we're, we're, we're gonna run them run them ragged through the headsets. so I we'll so we'll
0: see what it's like <laughs> to do six hours of vr consecutively
1: i'm doing It's uh, a little
0: disadvantage see. for the guys who go last uh, yeah right I'm doing
1: something at I think 10 a.m. Texas time on Sunday, and uh, the other one I have to find, I think it's either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll, I'll keep looking. Oh, Tuesday you or that. Wednesday
0: is definitely possible because yeah.
1: I'm I'm free after Monday morning's
0: <laughs> deliberations. I think
1: it's Wednesday. I think it's actually Wednesday
0: uh, 9 a.m. or something. It's a morning thing, so we'll all be a little. Okay, That's great. So, Blake, just give us a rundown on on what we're going to see this year and um, what people who are on their way here right now, as Ted is, should uh, be excited about.
3: Yeah, we have a really amazing lineup this year. It, it's like when you're building a lineup, you never really know how it's going to, how it's going to sure, end Because as a right? festival, right, you take what the year gives you. Absolutely. 100%. We are, we build our our program off of an open submission platform that we host. Um, so we're really diving into this open submission platform uh, to our, to our submissions and like um, exploring what the year has to offer. Right. Um, and this year it like, it lined out very exciting. So um, of course Metaverse is a huge component of the conversation, and so we're going to have stuff online in Metaverse platforms, but we'll also have like a handful of uh, social spaces um, being exhibited on the floor um, here at the Fairmont. Um, So so
0: let me me, uh, just stop you there. So people who are listening to this show uh, this afternoon and and during the course of South by Southwest, they can see some of these uh, experiences from home.
3: That's a really great clarification point. So we have a section called our uh, XR Experience Special Events. Those specifically are online only. Those are in different metaverse platforms and they're event, like music event based uh, uh, performances that you'll find And uh, like some are in many different formats, right? So it's like we have some showcasing volumetric captured uh, uh, um, music events. We have some that are more avatar based and then we're going to have some that are uh, reflecting a live performance in some format. I'm not going to say that it's an ex- like a stream, but it's a Mirror Shot's going to be here again. We're going to have Wristband um, yeah. their their Metaverse platform uh, coinc- going on and coinciding
0: with their performance that's live here on Tuesday great. night. I'm an advisor to that company. I'm very excited about what they're doing. It's funny, Rec Room is having a music festival this weekend. Not mm-hmm. to digress <laughs> from South by Southwest, <laughs> but it seems like music is going to play a very big part yeah. in the early uh, metaverse. And I think the reason for that is synchronicity, right? That the metaverse is kind of a return to synchronicity. We shed it in the 90s because we all of us had, were, had lived under the tyranny of synchronicity for our entire lives. So when we could be asynchronous, it was very exciting and convenient. But now, <laughs> 30 years later, I think people crave synchronicity. And I think the idea of watching the World Cup with everybody in the world at the same time or watching the super bowl or going to a concert and being virtually present with other people is, is suddenly something people are really excited about doing.
3: Yeah. And, and like giving that opportunity for, um, people who are both here experiencing something live, like watching like in, in the room, watching Miro shot, and then also being able to connect in certain ways with that, online audience who couldn't make it here to Austin is I think an exciting like uh, part of that format.
0: Last year, Miro Shot did a mini show. I think they had probably a 60 seat theater and they only yeah. did like three songs. Yeah. But you watched the songs wearing a modified um, old uh, gear. Samsung gear. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with the lights out and the the stage show going on, at times I found myself taking off the headset to make sure that I was wasn't in see through because it felt like you know I was seeing the show even though I was in VR it was a very very uh, original compelling. The experience. fact that they were able to do
3: that with a gear with an old gear VR like blew my mind. I yeah, that was that was a pretty it. neat
0: trick. <laughs> So so what else?
3: What else? So, so I'll I'll piggyback off that is that we have a lot of other or several other projects related to um music-based projects, right? So we have Espa. Um they're doing a concert that's that project's produced by the company that did the Megan the Stallion project last mm, yeah. year. Um so that um Espa is a you know popular K-pop band. And so that, that'll be really exciting. Um we have uh, whipped cream the dark, which is a volumetric capture music video. Um, and that is uh produced out of canada out of vancouver so that's uh, another like um exciting music act that's going to be here it's just like playing with that music video um format giving you it's it's sixed off it's uh you know it moves in and out of whether you're your total free roam or it's bringing you through through the music it's really great really great um and then let's see here um So let me go down. We're going to have some mixed reality projects, uh, games. We have EggScape. We have Yuki. uh, So when you
0: say mixed reality, it's combining pass-through and VR? Correct. Yes. Um,
3: And those are going to be really fun. There's a lot of, uh, uh, there there are several, like we have, Body of Mind is a project that is utilizing um, like full body tracking, right? So we have projects using full body tracking. We have a project um, called Temporal Worlds, which is, Um, They built or they had made a a jacket with like a bespoke for this project with 42 haptic points in it so um, and it's like just like a beautiful little point cloud tour around an area in Berlin. it's gorgeous um meditative piece at the same time it's really really great so
0: so have you seen all of these or have some of them been presented to you through video or other means
3: uh there um scouts or somebody else
0: recommending it
3: no i have seen all of these, in some form or fashion. I always joke that I never see a finished product because, like, everything I see is in an experimental state. Whenever, by the when I when I get to it, um, and most of the projects are working to the last second to really like finish up. We, we were just
0: talking about exhibition. that in, in the green room here before we got online. You know, there is nothing really of artistic quality that is not finished in a mad rush (laughs) and and no matter how well you prepare no matter how many times you say it's not going to be that way this year it always is because if you've attracted the right artists and if south by is doing the right thing everybody is pushing to put out the best possible product at the last possible minute they want every minute to perfect it and refine it and uh and, There's just no way. That's just the way is the creating way. things is. And
3: and, I've, and and VR is really interesting, or immersive projects in general, where sometimes they they don't come together un, until they come together, right? So you might be only able to see like a vertical slice, or or um, along with you know maybe scripts or components like that, but you it really a lot of the time it doesn't gel until it gels and that's at the very very like you said last second um i think well, it's, and it's, i always consider it my job to see through that experimental state to like imagine what it's going to be like at the end and generally i think like i can i can kind of get there you know <laughs>
1: and and we make a, a a creativity argument that creativity lives in what we refer to as a gaseous state meaning yeah. it will fill up the amount of time and space you give it yeah so if you have a deadline, right, if you're in the news creative world, then you have to deliver, Charlie, you know this, because you are in the news business, you have to deliver your story, and you have to get it out, you know, on when you get it out on to make sure it hits the wire at the time, that's it, right? But if I said, oh, by the way, Charlie, we're going to work on, you know, the Charlie think Forbes journey, and it's a four-year journey, guess what? Three years and 355 <laughs> days into it, you'd still be doing the finishing polishes on it, right? And it's just, creativity just lives in that artificial like you're going to give it as much time as you possibly have to tweak, yeah. play with it refine it and if you tell somebody you got two weeks they'll do it in two weeks if you tell somebody they've got two years but the project really should only take six months it will take two years and that's, that's absolutely be so, Ronnie, this sounds, sounds like, like the story actually. of magically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes
2: Good. am i your guy's punching bag <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, because I know that you guys did the same thing. You pushed to the last minute to make everything as good as it could possibly be.
2: We, we, uh, it was more than a gaseous state. Like, I think, I think creativity is infinite and, and there's always like the next thing you're trying to put in. But, um, the good thing is when you have really hardcore, like, program project people who are like, and that's it. (laughs) <laughs> um, so so that that That's helped it. a lot that helped a lot. yeah
3: yeah you you have to have that strong producer right there right to tell you exactly that right you, you need to recognize you need those people around you
0: right and you have to trust
3: them
1: so so blake i have a i have a question for you strategically about you know south by is a massive festival it has been successful for a long time it is really a lightning rod of a lot of festivals because i think out of all the festivals and all the the different dynamics of where people gather for creativity. It is the one that takes itself the least seriously. That is that is my take on it. It understands what it is, it's it understands that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, it should be fun first. Yeah. It is not ostentatious, it is not bougie, it is not all the things that other festivals often find themselves leaning into. Even the sponsors are cooler, like just <laughs> everything is cool, right? At South By, which is kind of why we love South By. Um, And I'm curious because you guys seem to be holding, holding water on the idea that virtual reality, mixed reality, these emerging visual platforms are still a really important part of the creative ecosystem that ends up leading to various commercial outcomes, you know, years later or way outside of the festival circuit, where other festivals seem to be spooked a little bit by it now they're kind of leaning away from it they're like well we're just going to go back to our traditional knitting we're not going to do vr we're not going to do emerging we're not going to have the new new and you, you know i'm i'm being nice because i'm not referring to specifically what i'm talking about but it is a trend right that a lot are sort of leaning away from it maybe they'll come back to it but other than of course the reality of the pandemic south by has never left that spirit of innovation and trying new things do you What's your take on it? Why is that happening more in Austin than than other festivals around the world? I Well, I actually, so I always lean into the
3: idea that, um, and this is like specific, not just for the VR component or the immersive component, but um, applies to it, is that it has to do with our audience, right? Our audience is diverse across all different creative industries. And I think that, when you get that mixture which is not present everywhere or anywhere else in the world honestly at one time in one place they are more apt to explore and for that like they're all interested in immersive and and so we're we've been a place that all these different types of artists can come and explore and and um and and get excited and then meet no, new collaborators and then those that it just like it's like an ecosystem that that grows and rolls and so i find that it has been and I hear this from creators as well, is that they're more successful um, on, on a business level and on a, like a, a networking level than other places. And that all has to do with our audience and then and their willingness to explore different things here at South by than they are at other places.
1: And, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I may be wrong about this, but didn't some of the beginnings of Meow Wolf's showing pieces and parts of their creative journey start yeah. at South by and then end up in a fairly successful commercial outcome. Uh, yeah, in we, were, we were able uh, to
3: showcase their first um, VR project, the first component yeah. of their VR, their first VR project. Um, in, oh yeah, I did a virtual that, center. I did yeah, that.
0: Was, and they like built up that built, crazy yeah. like um, rig, it was amazing. Oh yeah, you and start out in it, you're you know. a mouse. Yeah, so exactly. they're like, you know, VR does scale so well. Yeah. So when you're <laughs> yeah. a mouse and the bed is like <laughs> yeah, enormous. It's uh, like a building.
1: Amazing. It was so much fun. That's a really fine. good example of that's a good example of South by being a really good incubator for creativity. And then, you know, it these things do emerge into, into a valuable part of the ecosystem, both creatively and economically, which is interesting.
2: Can I tell take a quick South by story? So when we were there, we were at the we had a booth in the tech section. It was the first public magic leap thing anywhere. It was very nobody really knew what was going on. And, and my wife brought a toaster oven and she was baking chocolate chip cookies, which attracted everyone to the booth. <laughs> that was so didn't smart. Care, so they didn't smart. care about anything we were talking about, about like the person world. No one, it was just cookies. <laughs> so that was like well. a weird marketing mistake. Then the best thing that happened was um, the band Guar. if you guys know with all oh, the- yeah, groups, sure, of course. They oh, yeah. showed totally up good. and they have all these pictures of Guar in the very first Magic League booth. And then later that week, we, we were in the music thing. So we played two or three shows, like, you know, kind of the really not, not the best venues, but that was, it was still super fun. And I was like, where else can you do something crazy like that? We're like, you've got chocolate chip cookies, guar invades your booth. And then, and then you play a bunch of weird little things, you know, like down
0: the main streets. So yeah, it was dope. great. Love that's, it. That's the serendipity of South by. I also think yeah. that the, that for whatever reason, As opposed to others, you know, CES is so big that, you know, VR is kind of subsumed by it a little bit or XR is subsumed by it. Uh, as Ted said, other festivals aren't aren't as big, um, and they don't attract the community the way that South by does. I mean, I think everybody I know in the industry is going to be here. I'm this so week. excited about it. Every so <laughs> indicator, you know, because last year was kind of a sad, empty year, even though the VR selection was excellent. But there was, I think, it was the Omicrom surge, uh, yeah, right yeah, before, right before, and it industry. scared off everybody. Yeah. Cancelled, yeah, and so you showed up, and it was like everything was like. 40% of what it was the last time we were here in 2019. And it was
3: really funny because people, and it, that's right about the exact numbers, honestly. And, but people were like,
0: it's kind of like the really old days when you could yeah. get in to see stuff. And so it's I was like, true. you know, there's positives, right? it, It's true. I, I just like, I walked in off the street and saw Spoon. Yeah. I'm like, who's playing here? Oh, it's Spoon. I'm like, can I go in? They're like, yeah. I walked in and saw it, you know, which is normally, you know, you'd be, you'd be standing out on the street, trying to hear what's going on in there. Um, you know mean? the other thing is of course restaurant reservations which are always yeah. so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> possible so this year i think we're going to have a return yeah. to the madness of 2019 which has its own excitement but i think the community is turning out for this and that's really what makes it so special are you going to go to the bridge to see the bats oh,
3: oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, Do you know yeah. we have the largest like um the com- uh, community of uh bridge living bats there's like 3 million of them or something like that they live under the congress bridge and they come out carly every- you have Did to you see have done it. Sunset. Oh, yeah.
0: Are you kidding i've so been coming to southwest all these years no. and i've never heard about the back carly it
2: is the most insane thing you wait there and then they all take off like a funnel cloud and it's like an amazing effect from like weta and lord of the rings Wind. or something yeah, yeah right? it's, it's amazing
3: at sunset every day at
2: especially. sunset yeah you That's must see it today. it's crazy <laughs> it's it's like you've never seen anything like it
1: yeah, they come out at dusk because they the feeding time is right when the sun goes down and all the little mites and all the little bugs are out in the air on the on the water and like there's a little kind of radio signal one of them goes and then you see like 10 and then a minute later there's like a hundred million of them all pouring out from the bridge it's when weird. i saw that
2: i realized austin has that like weird magic spot on earth vibe like what is going on here and and is it indicated there's something special about the location, the time, the temperature, I don't know what it is, but when you see those bats take off, you're like this is very Harry Potter. You
0: got to see it Charlie.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll go Charlie, I promise, don't All worry. Right. We'll go.
0: It's on my list. I I actually have time this afternoon, so I I saved this afternoon cuz I thought I was going to be you know, doing more uh, stuff, but that the programming team has got me on Saturday and Sunday really compressed. Yeah. So which which is great, because it leaves me time to go see bats and do other things. So Blake before before we sign off here, uh, what what else should should people know at home uh, about this year's selection. Um. It's see he can't play I can't favorites. I this know. is the problem. He can't say I'm really excited about this one, this, this, especially this since I'm on the my, this,
3: this selection <laughs> is is what I'm excited about, right? It actually really is uh, an extremely. So strong. how many
0: how many experiences total we
3: have? In there's thirty six, including the four online. So there's thirty two in house. There's one really large one upstairs that's not on the main floor. Um, it's in on the fifth floor, and it's uh, in pursuit of repetitive beats, and so it's a multiplayer. Um, immersive documentary about the rave scene in the 88 89 in the UK and it's super fun super exciting Um, and so and it's like they needed a big room and so it's in a big room so there's uh, I think eight people can do it at a time or something like that it's a lot of fun Um, and then and then yeah it's there's okay some other strange things oh, we'll have symbiosis um from the the netherlands which are full they're all there's six different projects in there they all have these full body suits there's like smell and air compressors and crazy looking there's one with like cheeks or something on the head attached to the headset it's
0: nuts so that's great that seems like something <laughs> that is you know one of the things about the xr at south by like we were talking about meow wolf it's yeah. like, sort of a location based one time right. only this is it you're never going to see it in this form again right
3: and and well they'll hope that the, you'll see it somewhere but <laughs> it, uh, you gotta go, you gotta to it you gotta go you gotta it you gotta go to it um and then let's see here there's a, a really interesting one called figural bodies which is like a research project from goldsmiths university uh in london about a um uh, morphous uh avatars and then um like avatars like kind of create it's really based around um accessibility and the feeling of accessibility for um uh anyone being able to kind of be in this like different form and they're doing a couple of live performances where they'll have dancers in the uk and a dancer here on the floor where they'll be dancing together syncing up and there'll be some screens so that you can see um what's happening some people can be in vr it's going to be um a lot of fun and very interesting um uh let's see here Yeah, it's great. So, I mean, and then, you know, we have a hot list from our in our spotlight section just from projects from that have been, you know, really exciting and around the circuit some which are like I think been flown under the radar. Um, There's a project called Lou which is like this two part project about um, a child with autism and what that experience is like and you get to like kind of see it through the eyes of the parents and uh, through the eyes of the the child and he was a part and involved in like creating the the story it's um, very touching very exciting and really allows you to experience something new that you might not be able to fully understand and will now be able to understand a little bit better I think. Um, Plus, by but, the way you're
1: you're outside of your realm you're premiering the william shatner documentary which i've seen bits and pieces of and it oh, is that's
3: going to be exciting uh,
1: and I, I i presume he's coming <laughs> in person uh you know he, he did his shit
3: uh, he will be here he and he will be arriving in um true shatner form so we'll we'll yes, so fly it. in <laughs> on the
0: <laughs> priceline helicopter it's gonna be amazing <laughs> yes.
1: It's gonna
3: be exactly. gonna be so much fun. It's yeah, really the, the film lineup this year is absolutely phenomenal on the across across the board. So the film uh, it's the film and TV festival. We have up uh, made an update to our name, uh, a change this year, and uh, have. Um, just to reflect the work we've already been doing because we've been uh showcasing TV projects um or episodic content for a long time now.
1: So. Well, and 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 speaking to of TV, I will I will push a little moment of an aside uh to give props to our, our friends and colleagues at, at HBO for making what I believe is the best piece of episodic television of the year and maybe for a long time. You probably know what I'm talking about. It's the episode three of The Last of Us, their their series. And oh, nice. for anybody that's listening, if you You should watch that series. It is remarkable. It is the best thing that's ever come out of a video game in my entire life of watching the attempts of video games to move to other forms of media. And the third episode is a wondrous piece of content that fires on all cylinders and is some of the best television I've ever seen. Um, So
0: I'm just putting it out there. I that. liked it. I like this series. <laughs> I think it's really good. It's one of
3: the only things I've been watching. Like, I don't really get to like you know participate in like current stuff during this time of the year as I'm like yeah, focused on the event. But it's the one thing I've been watching every week. Because I,
2: Sony,
1: I, 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 Sony I, thanks I, you from across from the line, across of you. the <laughs> yes, across <laughs> the other studio uh, Yeah, Naughty Dog thanks us a lot. But I'm telling you, it is well deserved. It is a remarkably good, remarkably well crafted piece of content. I just give them huge props for for taking that risk and putting it out and making something
0: really important. So it's it's just what to see. Well, I think we've, we've uh, gone through our whole allotment of show. Um, Ted, I'm looking forward to seeing you, Roni. I wish you were here. Uh, I think South, I'm we'll so excited, <laughs> so excited about South by. Um, and uh, for those of you at home, we'll see you next Friday with a wrap up of uh, our experience here. Thanks everyone. Thanks, looking forward to some good barbecue.
1: See you guys soon. See you soon.